0: welcome to the brand new recording of the ersatz era podcast today i'm going to be talking about how you can be a little less shy than you were before you started listening to this so i think i became a lot less shy when i realized these things these three things and it was around like the end of high school where i've always kind of been a shy person especially in middle school and high school and i think A lot of where our shyness or my shyness and lack of confidence came from really my childhood and like my early years and it kind of stuck with me as I became a young adult and it was things that I had to rework through and like regain my confidence and let go of certain like shyness that I had in order to become just like a better person so these are three things that I learned in high school that helped me become a more confident person and just a better speaker in general. So number one, the number one thing that I think if you think about and ruminate over makes a lot of sense and it's going to be like a sobering feeling to you to know that like literally nobody gives a fuck and everyone's in their own world. Everyone's like in their own freaking mind all the time or on their phone that if you're out there and you have a weird encounter with like a cashier or let's say you drop something in public or you fall in public maybe in that moment it might be embarrassing but also remember that that person that just saw you do that will forget about it in like the next three to five minutes let's say you have a presentation in school I remember um especially in my sophomore year in high school, I did a presentation in class and I messed it up so badly that I told myself that by the second presentation, like that first encounter just motivated me to do a lot better the second time around. So I also, I took the, the L, you know, I just gave a really bad presentation to my class, but I can remember that they're going to forget about it literally in the next five minutes. Maybe next time they remember that I did horribly on my speech is when I'm giving another speech, you know? And that's not going to happen because I've already dedicated myself to making this a lot better. So even if you do do something embarrassing or you have in the past, just remember that probably nobody remembers it. Like, they don't actively think about it as much as you probably think. So that was number one. That was just don't care what people think because everyone has their own problems. Everyone has their own insecurities. It really shouldn't bother you too much if you do something embarrassing. And if you do, just, like, own it. It's whatever. We move on. And so number two I learned in my algebra trick class my sophomore year of high school. So I had a crush on a boy, and this kid, like, was failing the class miserably, but I always felt that he was very, like, interesting to talk, to listen to, because, you know, I'm a sophomore, and I was extremely shy at this time, so I wouldn't really talk to anyone. I would kind of just eavesdrop my classmates' conversations so I would feel less alone. Maybe that's why I like podcasts now, because I'm used to, like, hearing people talk and I like hearing people talk but I also really like talking so I hear this guy saying how he's failing the class but it doesn't matter because he's going to start a business okay and at this time I wasn't where I am today so I was just kind of like I just kind of whatever like I'll believe it when I see it type of attitude towards this kid Nowadays, I think I checked his, like, Instagram. He's doing pretty well for himself. I'm so happy for him because he honestly taught me this big lesson I'm about to share with you guys. So this one girl that day in class was feeling very nervous because she had a presentation coming up. And this guy gave her the best advice. This girl, he gave her such good advice. And it's something that is interesting because this girl's like a straight-A student she's like the perfect student but she still had this like anxiety and the fact that he helped her out with that just brought out a different side to him that I really liked because he said what are you most afraid of like when you're doing this presentation and she's like I'm afraid that things are just gonna get awkward I think she had like an interview or like a presentation or something and he's like well Like, things aren't awkward, nothing is awkward, unless you make it awkward. So, for me, that was a very sobering thing to know, because now it's like, I'm scared that things are going to go bad, things are going to be awkward. So, before you go into any situation, you already have this anxiety of things going wrong, or things going south. So, knowing in your mind that even if they do go bad, you can always recover from it, is a lot of like a better feeling than going into it feeling like you're helpless and if things go wrong then the rest of it's gonna go wrong. So I had this anxiety back to back with my teacher from that same class because every morning he would stand at the door and he'd open the door stand there and greet every single student that walked in. You know, and he'd shake your hand, and he'd say, good morning, how are you? And I, you guys, as, like, an introvert, I wouldn't call myself that. Should I call myself an introvert? I don't know. Because I'm not, like, I'm not, I'm ambiverted, okay? I always have problems answering that, because it's like, well, I'm extroverted, but I'm also kind of introverted, like, I have my social battery, and I know when I don't want to be around people anymore, so... Anyway, I was a huge, shy person at this time. And my teacher's out there with his hand out, ready to greet everyone good morning. And I'm just, like, nervous. Every single morning before I would show up to his class, I would just be so nervous and, like, planning out what I was going to say until I started telling myself, like, it's not going to be awkward unless you make it awkward. Like, when you think about it, Mr. Goldman isn't that much of an awkward person, All you got to do is say it with a little more confidence and you're going to be fine. Like, it doesn't have to be awkward. You don't have to make it awkward. So I started thinking of myself as a less and less and less awkward person and more of a person who's got this. And then by those little interactions of just somebody asking you how you're doing and you just feeling more comfortable responding and... Going back and forth with the conversation And playing back and forth with that person That little bit of confidence is all you need For the next person And the next person And it doesn't have to be back to back Like, You can have a tiny interaction with someone That's going to build your confidence with other people In regards to your shyness So let's say I know a lot of like Gen Z is super um, introverted And they don't like strangers going up to you or anything and they're kind of bad at talking to strangers which you know it is good but it's also like isolating in a way where people don't really feel comfortable talking to strangers or just being greeted by someone other than people that are close to them so little by little with this teacher I started building up the confidence And that belief of nothing is awkward unless you make it awkward starting to become more true to me because I'm like, okay, I, to a certain degree, can control if this conversation, like, goes terribly or if it goes decent or great, you know? Like, you can control that. Not all the times because obviously sometimes you're going to deal with disagreeable people, but just knowing that if a conversation does become disagreeable, you can step away from it and you can protect your own energy and you can uh, go about it the most graceful way possible, then you'll be fine. You know, just following in that grace and confidence in yourself will really help you when you do have situations that are awkward or they go bad. Last thing I want to mention here is... For me, clothing is, like, super important, okay? We're going into the new school year. It seems like people have, like, a change in fashion, you know, ever since COVID started, and I, I know I have because I started working on Depop, and I really, like, found really myself in my style, and it's something that I still discover every single day, but I remember sometimes, and I still deal with this sometimes, where I wear something... And I personally really love it. And I feel so comfortable and beautiful and confident in it. And then I'll start getting these thoughts. Like, I think my outfit's really cool. Like, and flirty and fun. And it's so me. But then I will also start thinking, and this is where, like, the dark thoughts start coming in, is where it's like, oh, but this person might think it's weird. Or my boyfriend is going to think it's weird. My dad's not going to approve of it and all these little anxieties that I get. So sometimes I don't end up wearing that outfit and I end up picking like leggings and some nice t-shirt or something. But whenever I do go with that instinct and I do wear that thing that makes me feel confident in myself, even though it's a little bit unordinary and colorful, because I like dressing colorfully, Uh, I don't really like dressing boring. I think life's too short to not wear whatever you feel the best and most comfortable in. So I find that when I do dress however I want, I get a lot more compliments. I get so much more people that resonate with the way that I present myself. Mind you, I'm also very like conscious of other people and the way that they uh, portray themselves to the public. Um, So clothing is another thing that I think if you follow and you really stick to your self-care and taking care of yourself and deciding what image you want to have for yourself and you stick with it, the image of yourself, the version of yourself that makes you your most comfortable and feel sexy and beautiful and confident, presenting that version always is going to just elevate your confidence to the next level even if you don't look like everybody else and I know it's hard nowadays because of like you go on social media and you see that like everyone's dressed the same everyone's wearing like the same shein bikini the same like rings that like Emma Chamberlain's got and everyone everyone looks the same literally you can like add filters and have 50 girls and they'll all look the same using the same filter so another reason why I named my podcast ersatz era ersatz means fake you guys it means just like superficial fake era and I feel like that's really what we're in right now and the premise of like this entire podcast is just breaking down those you know structures and boundaries I feel like that are set on us sometimes by society where it's like you especially in fashion I'm super into fashion you can wear whatever you want you can travel wherever you want you can live your life exactly the way that you want it without anyone trying to set a boundary on where you need to change or what you need to fix about yourself if you truly love and like feel comfortable in who you are I just got a little bit too deep there I didn't think This would get that deep, really. But when it comes to overcoming your shyness and trying to become more confident, it really is more than just following three simple rules. It's like an entire lifestyle change. Um, And it all comes with time. And it all comes with, like, putting yourself out there. And even when it feels scary, I think that was a bit much for what I'm usually used to. And I'm kind of out of breath. So even though my episode is only like 15 minutes long, I feel like this was a really good one that I truly am speaking from the heart sometimes when I say these things. And I hope that you guys continue to tune in for more episodes because I had a lot of fun. Speaking at my wall in my apartment, there's like my desk. This picture frame of me and my boyfriend, McDonald's cup, a lamp from Walmart, and a white plain wall. And to add a tiny bit of trash, trashiness in there, I'm filming, I'm uh, recording on my iPhone with my earbuds. So I hope to get the sound quality. Uh, to be, like, a lot better for you guys in the future. But right now, I'm really just, like, having fun. And I'm speaking from the heart. And I am just want to get this message out to as many people as I can right now. And that's it. Thank you so much for tuning in. Bye-bye. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another recording of the Ersets Era podcast. Today, I wanted to share with you guys three very simple and just foundational habits to include in your morning routine so for me personally I keep listening to podcasts with like especially on the Lewis Hal podcast in the School of Greatness he'll have like billionaires on or just like these amazing leaders and like highly successful people and something that I've noticed that a lot of them do in their morning routine and has helped me in my morning routine have been these three things. Number one, a lot of successful, highly successful people have like a gratitude journal in the morning and they write down the things that they're grateful for. And I started doing this. I actually had a spare journal in my apartment and I'm like halfway done with this thing because every single day, uh, every morning, I would just... Especially before I would even touch my phone, I would grab my journal and write down at least 10 things that I'm grateful for. Because if you're starting your day off with gratitude and being thankful for the things that, like, you have in your life, for the people, for the money in your bank account, I just find that... Okay, I just realized I missed a live stream as I looked at the clock, and now I'm kind of, like, pissed at myself. Anyway... Um, Start your mornings off in gratitude because gratitude is also one of the highest frequencies to be in in order to attract more into your life. So number two is make your bed, okay? I know it's just kind of like this little thing that you can avoid and just not do. Sometimes I wake up in the morning and all I have to do, you guys, is push my comforter up, tie up my weighted blanket. And tuck it under my pillow, and there, my bed is made. Like, maybe take off a sweater from my bed or something like that. But sometimes I really just don't wanna make my bed, even though it's super easy. And what I've seen is that, especially in like TikTok videos, is people say, just do it, literally. And the more that you do it, the more it becomes a habit. So every morning, just make the tiny effort to make your bed because that's just going to snowball into having become a habit to where uh, down the line, a few days from when you start, you're not even, it's not even going to feel like a chore anymore. You're just going to do it. Your body is just naturally going to want to make your bed. And you're not even going to have to think about it. So my goal is to be in that place at some point in my life to where I don't even have to think about making my bed because it's already a habit and it's already, like, ingrained in my morning routine. So we got the gratitude journal, which is super fucking important, especially if you're manifesting. Um, I'm currently manifesting newer friendships and stuff like that, so I always make it a habit to, in my gratitude journal, write, like, I'm so thankful for... And then I'll write specific friends or experiences that I had in like a friend group or setting to attract more of that. And we got making our bed in the morning until it becomes routine, until it becomes a habit. It's part of that like delayed gratification chart. I think I shared on my Pinterest where it talks about how If you want to do like a dopamine detox because our phones are like constantly having us addicted to dopamine where you really think about it, especially things like TikTok or Pinterest that they're designed to, they, the algorithm notices the type of content that you like looking at and it'll just give you more and more of that content, if not like newer, fresh content that just keeps you on those apps for an extended amount of time. And this third habit that I want to add into my morning, I think that we should all add into our morning routine because it's not the easiest out of the two, but it definitely I've noticed helps so much is to not check your phone. And I say that with an ounce of criticism because this morning I went straight on my phone, straight on TikTok when I got out of bed. But I've no, I have someone that who also has been in the habit of waking up and not using their phone, let me tell you, I, what I noticed is that what happened this morning where I got up and I immediately went on my phone. Okay, now I didn't have breakfast before noon. Now I wasted an hour and a half on TikTok and just mindlessly scrolling and stuff. So what I've noticed is that when I don't check my phone in the morning and I just go straight bathroom, do what I got to do, wash my face, drink water, be grateful, make my bed, and then I check my phone, I have such a more productive day because I got the most important things done. And I was grateful. And I started my morning off with gratitude instead of, Scrolling through Google News and seeing all the chaos that's going on in the world, you know I'm in my gratitude journal before I'm in any other vibrational or lower vibrational frequency Lastly Drink water Okay, I let me tell you guys I got a Brita I don't know if it's a Brita or Brita, but this is something especially if you're like a younger adult and you don't have like a water filter in your apartment Get yourself a Brita filter pitcher, and it's, like, unlimited water. I love drinking water ever since I got this filter, and it's I think something like our brains are, like, 80% water, so it's so important to stay hydrated. Sometimes I like to think of myself as, like, a flower when I drink water. Also, it helps with cravings, and sometimes when you feel hungry, but it's just kind of, like, boredom or you want a snack, Um, and you drink water beforehand then you'll know if you're actually hungry or not but water you guys is super important Um, I hate to be preachy on here but you kind of got to include water you know like you can't do anything without water health is like the number one thing we got to take care of in order to follow our goals and be successful so I really couldn't end without mentioning water in this podcast so there you go, three things that I think are super important to add into your morning routine. And I'm totally speaking, still recording on my phone and recording with my headphones. I realize that in some of my older podcasts, I'm my S's are very weird. And I try to not enunciate my S's anymore as much. So... Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I know this was a more, like, chill episode. And I hope that you guys got some value out of this. Remember to be grateful in the morning, drink water, and make your bed. And that's the key to success. I think I saw some, like, meme somewhere. or It it wasn't a meme. It was just one of those, like, motivational pictures. And this guy is talking about how... Literally, the only thing you need to do to be successful is make your bed in the morning. Like, first thing in the morning, make your bed. And it really makes sense to me because those little habits that we start to make routine and we start to prioritize over just being on your phone. If you're just being on your phone becomes a priority, that can lead you into kind of a more... Le- a less productive day and... Making the little things like making your bed, it's slowly gonna snowball into you doing other things in your day that feel good to you instead of just spending that time on your phone. For example, if you make your bed in the in the morning, then you're kind of not. It's not gonna make you want to jump back into bed sometime during the day and like sleep again or watch Netflix. I've noticed that too, where. When I make my bed in the morning, it just feels so great at night to pull back the covers and just get into bed and it's just a great feeling that I had to wait pretty much all day for but also I wanted to mention that uh, the gratitude thing is honestly one of my favorite activities, especially if I have any panic or anxiety. That journal, like, saves me, and it's also another tip I got, I think, from Ryan Serhant, um, who's, like, a real estate person, guy. Anyways, daily updates on my life. Right now, I'm planning on making a a new episode on the time that I went to Seattle by myself this year in January and I got COVID, I'm pretty sure I've like filmed the entire podcast but it somehow got lost into the place where I film podcasts on but I'm definitely going to make an episode on the time I traveled to Seattle by myself and got COVID but also I've been planning a trip to New Orleans in October which is going to be so fucking fun I've always wanted to go to New Orleans like I was reading a romance book when I was in, like, fourth or fifth grade. Maybe even middle school. And it's, I think, what is it called? What's the book called? It's called, uh, I don't know. This girl in New Orleans falls in love with, like, a ghost boy or some shit. And my dream right now is to just go to New Orleans. I'm going for a concert. I'm going for a Jaden Hostler concert. And you guys, I'm literally going to get my palm red. okay? I'm going to go to Marie Laveau's, like, voodoo house and get my palm red. And then I'm going to go to the cemetery. And that's going to be really fun because it's just, like, historical. I, I feel like New Orleans has a lot of, like, historical um, places to see and stuff. Like, here in California, it's not as... Uh, at least where I live, we mostly live, like, near the beach, so... A lot of it's people come here for the beaches and stuff, but I'm going for beignets, uh, cemetery, get my palm read, go to a concert. I'm so fucking excited for this trip, you guys, and I'm definitely going to post a lot of it on my Pinterest and social media, so if you want to follow me on Instagram, my Instagram's is Liz. I look forward to my very next episode and speaking to you guys again, so Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope to make more podcasts soon. Hey, what's up, you guys? This is Jessica again, and welcome back to another episode of my brand new podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, I'm going to be talking to you guys about how I handle burnout. So, as someone that works from home and... Has been doing this for like over a year now, ever since COVID started. I can tell you that burning out is something that you're, you, if obviously if you work from home or you've in your life in general, is something that you're going to experience somewhere along the lines of your life. So I came up with these three ways of how I handle burnout. This is kind of catered towards people that. You know, they work from home, they have their own business, they're entrepreneurs, they're creators, um, that specific type of person. So I need to talk about how I established these three things in order to deal with burnout. So I used to have a small business where I resold clothes online. And it's a pretty competitive business, I would say, because anyone can do it. It's so easy. So you really have to always be coming up with new ideas in terms of marketing and innovation and designs, packaging, you know, your shop. So you, it was a really creative ba- creatively based work that I was dealing with every single day. And I every single day I had to come up with either a new way to market, a better way to market or a new design for uh, business cards or stickers or packaging. And I had all this work to do and all these cre- like ideas that I needed to come up with, but also physical labor. So I think that led me to burnout in a way, but it also led me to discovering how to deal with burnout. So number one thing I would say is acknowledge that you're burnt out and there are clear and obvious signs that you can look for like fatigue you're stressed out you're working way too much you your work isn't enjoying and oh sorry isn't enjoying anymore What, what the fuck was I gonna say your work isn't enjoyable anymore you don't look forward to it like I said, you're stressed out. You don't have any ideas flowing in. Nothing seems like it's working out. You have just like a very negative perspective of what you're doing in that moment that you feel burnt out. And burnout can last for a few days, a few weeks, a few months, depending on how long you let it go on for. But I've learned that the number one healthy, healthiest thing you can do when you have this is just, you know, recognize that you have it. Okay, now that you know that you've, you're you burnt out, you need to take a break because a lot of times when people get burnt out, they're putting too much effort into what they're doing and they're not taking enough time to focus on themselves and, you know, self-care and take care of themselves grooming-wise and health-wise, working out, uh, Putting your skincare routine on before you go to sleep and eating well and doing everything that's healthy for you. People tend to forget those things and tend to become very focused on their work, their school, their study, whatever it may be. So number one, you need to like stop, know what you need to do in terms of self-care, but most importantly, you need to reestablish your why. Why are, you, why are you doing what you're doing? Why do you have this business? Why, do, why are you in this degree? Like, why are you studying for that thing? What do you want to be when, you, when you're older? So reestablishing your why can, in a way, remind you of why you're doing what you're doing. And what I found in my personal business was I was reselling clothes online and my why was always I want to do this because it helps the environment and I'm making money and I love clothes and fashion and everything but it really just got to the point where I was burnt out and even though I had reestablished the whys and I'd gone through this whole process that I'm going to show you here I still felt the burnout so sometimes when you ask yourself the why and you can come up with great ideas as to why you're doing it but you still feel deep down like you're burnt out and you're done with that thing you might want to go deeper like if it's harming you that much the burnout mentally and physically I would even say meditate for one hour 30 minutes. I don't know, 20 minutes, whatever you feel good with, I would say the minimum like 20 minutes. Try meditating for that period of time for three days in a row. And before your meditation, ask yourself why you're doing what you're doing. You know, whether it's work-related or school, ask yourself, why am I in this career? Why am I in this field of study? Why am I in this business? And I would say, you know, if it's that bad, take that time to meditate and really ask yourself that question. So number two is to have fun and do the things that you enjoy doing. A lot of people talk about this and, and how to be like in your best state and how to be the most magnetic, especially if you're manifesting stuff, but doing stuff that is fun to you. For example, I... I like working out obviously but I also love swimming even though it doesn't give me like as good of a workout as when I'm like hitting weights and doing cardio and running. so But I, it's still moving my body and I really enjoy it. So I do that often when I need to clear my mind or anything like that. I also have noticed that running helps me a lot with my anxiety so I really enjoy that. Now too, reading. Um, I know that... I don't really watch TV too much, but Twilight is, like, in now, so I've been watching the Twilight series on Netflix, even though, like I said, I don't really watch TV, but I know I enjoyed it as a kid, so find things that, like, you've you've enjoyed doing and you can do again and just have fun, okay? Take a day, a week, however long you need until you feel inspired again to go back to you feel motivated and inspired to go back to doing what you were doing. So that, that's what I try to do is just work, but also fill my day up with things that I truly enjoy. And when you start doing that, when you ask yourself why, when you meditate, the answer is going to come up in your meditation. So that's why I want you guys to meditate on that why. Why? Or just ask yourself why and journal about it or record yourself talking to yourself and really ask yourself, why am I doing this? Well, I'm doing this because of X, Y, Z. And I don't know, I think just like putting it out there, your motivation and your inspo is not only going to just really establish in your mind clearly what, why it is you're doing it, but also just putting it out into the universe like this is my intention with this activity with this project, with this career, this is what I want to do with this current stage of my life. And when you start having fun, when you start doing things that you enjoy doing, ideas will come naturally to you because when you're in that fun, energetic and young state, you know, things come to you more abundantly and they might not be physical things. It can also be ideas. And a lot of times, people aren't conscious of those ideas that they get. They'll get a great idea. They'll get like a million-dollar idea. But then they'll push it away because of like some self-doubt. Or they'll get a new idea for their business. And then they'll just ignore it because it's too expensive. It's going to take too much work, you know? So I find that when... I take these steps, ideas end up coming naturally to me. I'm in a much happier place because I took some time off. But also, I reconnect with what's meant for me in this stage of my life. And that's the most important part, I think. Being in alignment with your current phase of life and being comfortable with that because life doesn't have to be Something that you don't enjoy. If you don't like going to a certain job, you don't have to go anymore. And that's something that I realized this year, like ever since, or last year, and ever since COVID started is like, if I don't like hanging out with certain people, if I don't like a business I'm in, if I don't like a job, I can just leave. I remember when I dropped out, I didn't drop out of high school, oh my god. When I graduated high school... That summer I was working for a wedding company that just treated me like shit. Honestly, they like micromanaged and nothing I could do was right. I would go in, clock in, drink my tea. I would finish every task on my list. And at the end of the day, it was always like, you're not doing anything, Jessica. Um... You're not confident enough when you answer the phone. It it was just like the worst experience job-wise that I've ever had. And I quit one day because I couldn't do it anymore. I was like, this is bad for my mental health. The money's not worth it anymore. Um, I don't feel good when I come here. And in in my first business, that's also the way I felt. Where it was like, the money's not worth it anymore. I don't enjoy packing orders. I don't enjoy making listings. I don't enjoy having to, you know, ship everything myself and take pictures of everything. Like, I love clothes, but the customer service, the shipping, the packaging, the designing was not for me anymore. And now this new thing I'm doing where I'm in the travel industry is taking a hard hit because of COVID and the Delta variant coming back. So we really don't know what the future of travel is gonna be and I quit my business to pursue this new thing. And now I don't even know if that's gonna work out. So I'm in a really scary place right now and I'm in a place where I'm very vulnerable to being burnt out and quitting on what I'm doing. But finding things that I enjoyed like Recording myself and making podcasts, even, I, even if I was the only person listening to them, really helped me with anxiety and changing from my business to this new Pinterest and this new uh, business model I have. That shift that I had made had helped me with creating a new hobby. Also, um, winding down on the weed a little bit, I'm not gonna lie. But in general, you guys, let's just reestablish these three key points. Number one, reestablish your why. Um, Ask yourself why it is that you're doing what you're doing and really go deep. Dig deep here, you guys. Because you don't wanna end up doing something that you hate. For more than you have to. Number two is to have fun and do do things that you enjoy doing. And in that way, new ideas are going to come to you. New innovations are going to come to you. And that might even help your business. You know, that time you take off is super important because sometimes going at it too much is also what I've noticed going at it and every day you're coming up with a new idea for your business, at some point the idea is not going to come anymore because you have to just unplug, take some time for yourself and wait for that newer innovative idea because businesses need innovation. And that's just the bottom line. If you're trying to make it out here, especially with the competition that's up and so many people have started a business in the past year, if you really are serious about growing it, you need innovation. And you can't innovate if you're constantly hustling every single day. And don't get it twisted because hustle is important. Work ethic is very important, discipline, so important when it comes to running a business. But if you're not keeping your, taking care of yourself, you're not in a good mindset to come up with new ideas for your business. And if you don't hire people that are also in that alignment where they're constantly in the know of how marketing works or how businesses can prosper, especially in this digital age, then you're not, one, you're not working with the right people, and two, you're not in the right state of mind for your business and for your company. And if it matters to you that much, if you establish the why it's important to you, and if it matters to you, then You'll, do, you'll take care of yourself. And that's something that has taken me months to figure out. And if I sound mean or <laughs> like, um, I don't know, if I sound mean or stern or like I'm angry at someone, I'm really just mad at like myself for all those previous months where I was just such a workaholic and going at it every single day without stopping that i simply burnt out of that private business that i was in and i just want to say like if you care about your business that much you should also care for yourself and take the time that you need that's the major takeaway from this podcast you guys thank you so much for listening in i had so much fun making this and um Yeah, thanks again. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Ursatz Era podcast. I'm still a little bit awkward with intros. I'm going to be completely honest. But in today's podcast, I want to talk to you guys the three things that every entrepreneur, every modern entrepreneur needs to know and do. So I'm just going to get right into this as somebody who's been working as Quote an entrepreneur. Um, I started my own small business last year, reselling clothes online. This is like right after COVID initially hit in January twenty twenty. So this is just what I've learned from my experience for a little over a year now, as someone who is an aspiring entrepreneur, has an entrepreneurial spirit. This is what I've learned and it's something that I think is super important and that I want to share with you. So number one is research. If you are an entrepreneur, you probably, you know, don't really believe in the school system a little too much. Like you, I, like I dropped out. I have other entrepreneur friends who also dropped out to follow their dream and passion, but Number one is definitely going to be research. Um, I was in the clothing, fashion industry, so it was very important to me to be in the know of what was going on within the community that I was trying to sell to or the community that I was trying to help. For example, um, my whole mission was saving clothes from being thrown in the landfill and just making sure that I could help save as much clothes as possible and sell it for reasonable prices while, you know, helping the environment and I love fashion and I'm gaining all this experience because it's my first really entrepreneurial journey. So I would go on TikTok and follow people that were involved in my niche and follow people that were explaining algorithms to me. And when I talk about research, I think one of the main things for me and something that I'm so fascinated by are social media algorithms and all these other search engine algorithms that we need to know about as entrepreneurs. I think that we should know to a certain extent how this all works, especially if you're somebody, if you're an entrepreneur that doesn't have a lot of money to begin with. That's really who I'm talking to here. Not the people that are, you know, you're a teenager or whatever and not a teenager. You're an adult and you have extra money to hire somebody to do social media marketing for you. Chances are, unless you're a big company or corporation, you're not going to be hiring people to create social media content for you or doing your algorithms unless you're really smart and have a bit of money to work with so I would say having a decent amount of knowledge or hiring people who have good knowledge on marketing is gonna be very important I was going to go back to college I dropped out but I said maybe I might go back and I might go back to learn more about marketing and then I look at the course description and it's like some old I should stop some older professor okay who's trying to explain how Facebook ads work and all this good stuff and I'm looking at the course and I'm like I could learn that in a 20-minute Gary Vee video I can just go on YouTube and just type that in not only that you guys but a course that's over a year old is going to be outdated in terms of algorithms and how to use ads if you're an entrepreneur you're gonna need to use some type of ad, some type of marketing. So marketing is extremely important. I think that sometimes it's overlooked in terms of you know your business. I know I overlooked it in mine initially, but I definitely do when I was in there that business try to always keep an eye out for trends. You can find these trends on TikTok. Simply follow people that are in your niche. Look at videos within your niche. And if you have a business account on TikTok, do not use it for personal reasons. Like if you're trying to have a TikTok for your eyelash company, don't go on TikTok and be looking at like videos, like funny videos. You know, your for you page needs to be other people who are in the same field as you in the cosmetic industry and you know doing eyelashes and all this stuff because that's how we all co-create you know in our own niches and stuff like we follow people who do something similar to us and someone comes up with a new trend and it's really popular in the industry you're in number one you don't want to miss out on that because chances are if it's on tiktok and it's part of a certain niche it's going to get bigger on other platforms so you know, sometimes I just go too deep into these <laughs> podcasts sometimes and I'm like I need to I really got to return to the root, but I really do also have a lot to say when it comes to marketing and research. Just the takeaway I would say is to your research, follow people within your niche, my friends. Number 2, put it all to practice. Uh this is primarily for any stage that you're in okay ideas need practice or they'll just die in some graveyard of ideas where ideas go to die I remember when I was in my first business I get all these ideas all the time okay I'd wake up and I'd be like today I'm gonna contact Esther Dobrik I'm gonna contact David Dobrik's And I'm going to send her a style bundle, I'm going to style her and like do all these things, right? I never go through with it. And the importance here is that one, you need to practice these ideas that you have in place. You know, sometimes it might seem like it's not going to work or it's too expensive to do or you just get all these doubts in your mind Even though the idea seems like a good and reasonable idea, sometimes you might not go with them because of doubts you have. And it's important to couch yourself when you're rejecting certain ideas, I would say. But always practicing them is just key. It's super important. So the last thing I wanted to go through was consistency. Number one, for every entrepreneur out there, we need to have our research set. And don't wait until you've done all the research before you need to, st- before you want to start something. Because if you wait until, sorry guys, my boyfriend just texted me. Anyway, whatever. If you wait until you have every single piece of equipment you need, every single step down in your notes, if you have watch every single video, like do not wait until you've done all the research you get an idea you make it happen for example i was like i want to start a podcast however one i don't have a fancy mic two i don't have two hundred dollar headphones three the list just went on and on like i don't even know how to use GarageBand. i don't even got the equipment i need um i don't know how to edit stuff like that that i was telling myself to where The full moon came around and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do this thing. And I'm going to do it the easiest fucking way possible. And I'm going to learn and I'm going to build as I go. So now you got my podcast that you're listening to here that somehow manifested itself from my mind. And it's all good. Because every day I wake up, I get an idea to record a podcast, and I also learn more about podcasting as I go. Why? Because I took that first step, and I took the leap of faith, and I'm giving you this podcast. I'm sorry about the audio. It's going to get better. But the thing is, it's important to start, and you learn as you go. Okay? I think that's what a lot of entrepreneurs need to hear. You don't need to have everything down to start. You just got to start now and remain consistent. Starting now is pretty easy, then you're going, 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 you're learning, learning, learning. But as you go and as you learn, you realize that things are a lot harder than you thought they would be. That's normal for every entrepreneur out there. As you go on, you keep practicing, you keep remaining optimistic, but you get to a point where it gets very hard to stay consistent. And I have experienced this so many times, you guys, in so many different ways, where you're not making sales, it's a slow season, Um, you know, the numbers just aren't there, and you're getting frustrated because you're like, every single day I show up for myself and my business, every single day I've been doing this, and nothing seems to be working out, it's not working out well. As someone who was used to be younger and I would study so much for tests and always get like a C or lower on these things, I would always feel frustrated because it's like, I'm studying, I'm doing all of this, but when I take the test, I just fail it and I do terribly. So it's kind of the same with businesses sometimes. And it feels like every day you're showing up and nothing's working out. That is the point where you have to stick with it and remain consistent. Sometimes I hear people say that everything that happens in your life happens for a reason. And when I was in high school, I played lacrosse for a bit. I was never as good as everyone else. And I always struggled with just wanting to be better at the sport. And I remember hearing a teammate say, just stick with it, you know? Even if you're failing, just stick with it because, you know, in lacrosse, you use sticks and stuff, so it was kind of, like, cool (laughs) in a way to say, just, like, stick with it, you know, you're using a stick. I don't know. It was, like, lacrosse humor. Anyway, it's something I still use to this very day, and I think sports have really taught me consistency. And to continue going even when things are difficult, you know? Like, you're not going to get the right stroke when you're swimming the first time you try to do it. Like, you you learn as you go. You get more in tune with your body. It's something that I've learned recently with swimming. But just stick with it, okay? I have another episode on burnout. So, obviously, sometimes we do get burnt out. We are very consistent, but we burn out. So make sure to also check out that podcast I put out. But for this one, I just want to say that consistency is also extremely important. And consistency and burnout, you know, they might have some overlapping uh, consequence. However, consistency is key, you guys. Number one most important thing if you're an entrepreneur, not, maybe not number one, but very, very high up in the priorities list. So that's all I got to say for this podcast. I'm so grateful I got to share this information with you guys, especially if you're someone who's a newer entrepreneur or wants to be an entrepreneur. This is what you got to hear or if you are one and this is what you needed to hear. I'm so grateful to have been able to provide that information for you and that insight. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and I hope to make a lot more podcasts for you soon. Some story times, some more motivational stuff, all that stuff. Bye-bye for now.